The Courage to Lead, episode 155. You're listening to the IB4E Coaching Podcast. Brought to you by IB4E Coaching, business coaching for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business professionals. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com. Hey, Coach Harlan here. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you guys are having a phenomenal week. I'm having a great week and I'm excited to introduce you to my guest today. Please help me welcome Riley Jarvis. Riley Jarvis is the founder and CEO of The Sleep Consultant, an organization that helps CEOs, entrepreneurs, and high performers transform their sleep to significantly boost their productivity and energy levels. Riley started through his own health journey many years ago and discovered that sleep was the missing link that brought everything together. Um, since then, he's been helping others unlock their biology code and achieve sleep nirvana by getting to the root cause of the issue rather than putting a Band-Aid on the symptoms. Riley, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Harlan. It's an honor to be on your show today. No, this is this is good. Sleep is one of those things that people, you just ignore it. It's like, oh, I'll sleep when I have time, <laughs> right? Yeah. You, you catch a nap here, you sleep two hours at night because your mind is constantly going, you're up and... And then a couple of weeks later, you just fall over because, you know, you're just deprived. But yeah. I don't think people pay enough attention to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, it's kind of like sleep into your dead mentality. It's just that hustle, hustle, hustle until you burn the candle from both ends. Then you, your body finally tells you it can't go anymore. And it's like whipping a tired horse. Just the body has no more output. And then that's when people finally start getting it together. But unfortunately, it's sometimes... 30, 40 years later for some people. And then, you know, that's kind of when you reach, you know, some people get disease states and certain things. So sometimes you want to catch it when it's early for sure. Yeah. But it's, it's, you don't think about, I mean, your body regenerates, right? Yes. You've heard that yes. when you sleep, yeah. if you don't allow it to regenerate at, at a certain point, it's going to start impacting all kinds of areas. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's just it. I mean, on one, one end of the extreme, you have those disease states, but more functional and something that's more applicable to most people is like, how do you feel mentally? How do you operate in the world? And like the lens through which we see the world is how well our minds work and how well our body's working. And if we have a lens that's all foggy and we can't see things properly, that's going to affect how people react to us, how well we perform, whether it's athletically, you know, it just goes on and on. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, sleep deprivation is almost has similar effects as being drunk. Yeah, it really does. Things like that, right? Yeah, that's right. All right. All right. We're going to come and talk about more about that, how you got your start, who you help and how you help them. Uh, but before we get started, I've got some questions that I ask all of my guests on the show. Listeners know these are the questions made famous on the TV show Inside the Actors Studio, where host James Lipton asks these questions of his Hollywood stars from TV, film and stage. And I figure... You know, if they're good enough for the Hollywood elite, they're certainly good enough for my guests. So Riley, if you're ready, I've got 10 questions for you. Let's do it. All right. Question number one, what is your favorite word? Favorite word would be pure. Pure. Nice. Okay. What is your least favorite word? I would say my least favorite word would be, um, I don't know. I've always had a thing when somebody says oil, it just, <laughs> whatever the reason is, just like the texture of it, something when I was a child, oil just kind of you know, it kind of puts me off. It's like nails on a chalkboard kind of. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What turns you on? What turns me on is really just accomplishing my goals. And, you know, it's cliche, but helping people as much as I can. Because when I wake up each day, it's kind of like you kind of start from zero. And it's, it's not like you carry over what you, what you did the next day, so to speak. I mean, maybe sometimes. 
but it's like starting from zero. So if I can just do all those micro things, like first thing when I wake up, you know, that, that to me is uh, really meaningful for me. Nice. And what turns you off? What turns me off is when, um, sometimes when I speak with people and I, I, I'm pretty patient with a lot of people, but the odd people I, I speak with, it's just, you know, you have to say the same thing a bunch of times and, you know, people know who, who that kind of person is. And maybe it's, you know, right now it's happening with the uh, Johnny Depp trial with uh, Amber Heard's uh, lawyers, maybe something yeah. similar to that. Yeah, exactly. All right. What sound or noise do you love? I love the sound of um, drops, drops. Of, no, actually waterfalls would, would probably be my favorite. Nice. All right. What sound or noise do you hate? Uh, nails on a chalkboard for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a popular one. All right. Question seven. What is your favorite curse word? Uh, I would just have to say the traditional F word, you know, that would be it for me. That's the most popular so far. That is, yeah, uh, I would imagine. By far yeah. that is, it, just, yeah. it just goes well off the, uh, it's so versatile. <laughs> use it for everything. All right. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Uh, I would like to attempt to be now, you know, it's not realistic, but if I could become like, a a neurosurgeon, you know, that would, the mind fascinates me. So that's kind of one thing. Whenever I talk to a neurosurgeon, we, you know, they're long conversations. <laughs> awesome. What profession would you not like to do? I would probably not want to do, you know, what probably something in government office, where it's just the same thing day in, day out, nine to five, uh, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. All right. Finally, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say? When you arrive at the pearly gates, I would like him to say that you you lived a life with no regret, and you really seized every opportunity. And every time that you, you, you know the the triumphs that you had, but also at the same time, like where you had a lot of setbacks. How did you respond to those setbacks? It's not that like how many setbacks happened to you, but how did you right. respond to them? I think that would be exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's not not falling down; it's getting back up. Right. Exactly. Very cool. All right. Riley, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how you got your start, um, how you thought of starting the sleep consultant, and then who you work with, how you help them. Um, and at some point, we'll transition into talking about courage and leadership. Sounds good. Awesome. Perfect. All right. So we were talking about all of that and more. Uh, so listeners, we'll be back right after this. So stick with us. Imagine having a trusted group of CEOs at your disposal. Imagine having your very own peer advisory team who could work you through the problems and questions in your business before you had to make those difficult decisions. Imagine you had a group of advisors that had your back and met for the sole purpose of making you successful in your business. What would you be able to accomplish then? Well, you don't have to imagine anymore. You can have that and more when you join my Business Success Mastermind Group. Join my Business Success Mastermind Group today. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com forward slash mastermind. And I'm back with my guest, Riley Jarvis. Riley, thanks again for, for joining me on the podcast. So you started the Sleep Consultant based on your personal health journey. Yeah. Talk to me about that. What was going on at the time? Yeah, it's really interesting. So I first went to school for finance or sort of following my dad's footsteps. And once I graduated from finance, I went right into kind of the fields of, you know, you can kind of think of like of the Wolf of Wall Street, if anyone's ever seen that movie. And, you know, the culture there is pretty awful. It's just like, like I was saying at the beginning, like sleep less to get ahead. Like if, if the less you sleep, it was kind of, 
a, a badge of honor for a lot of people. And if you did that, you know, that was just kind of the norm there. And uh, I, I did that for some time. And I thought I was in my early twenties at the time, but you know, you're working like, you know, 10 to 14 hour work days. Sometimes it was like investment banking, private equity. And uh, you know, there's about 10 other people behind you who are willing to take your position. So it's very, very competitive. So stress was a big factor there. And two, uh, another thing I started to find is my energy just started to burn out over time. I was drinking like five coffees a day and it wasn't doing anything for me to, for me anymore. And I started to feel like I was honestly like a 40 year old man at the time. And I was like maybe 21, 22. And I didn't know what was going on. Didn't know too much about health. And, uh, yeah, long story short, I had to quit my job because I just couldn't keep up with it anymore. Went to a bunch of specialists that couldn't figure out what was going on. Then I finally went to the end, the gastroenterologist and they diagnosed me with Crohn's disease and it kind of all made sense. And, you know, I had some family history of the Crohn's disease, but it was really, you know, that thing that gave me the setback. I lost a bunch of weight, you know, brain fog and the side effects and the medication couldn't really do anything for me. In fact, it made me feel worse. I was gaining weight, got really puffy. Um, so I was pretty much bedridden away from my job wasn't making any money. And I kind of fell into a depression at the time. So I had to sort of take health into my own hands and conventional doctors are really good. It's just, they weren't working for me at that time. So I literally spent eight hours a day for like years researching different parts of the human body, what's going on, like becoming part of masterminds, hiring other doctors. I think over the years, you know, like about 10 years, I probably spent over a hundred thousand dollars just throughout all these different things that I've been using. Yeah. Um, so then fast forward to present day, I was able to put my Crohn's to 100% remission over the last five years. A lot of doctors, not sure why. Um, so, you know, that's one extreme, but now I apply it on more of a functional level to increase performance, cognitive capacity, um, you know, just all those different things that help with what you're able to achieve during the day. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of work. So during that time, you worked with a sleep specialist? To, to uh, yes. So getting into the sleep side of things, I should have mentioned that. So each, each month I was kind of tackling like, okay, we're going to try, let's focus on gut health. Let's focus on hormones. Let's focus on exercise. But when I got to the sleep month, everything changed for me. All these things started to get better. And I had a tracker at the time. It wasn't too high tech at the time, but I just noticed the numbers were improving. I started to feel better. A lot of my, you know, the blood pressure was improving and everything else. I was like, huh, so once I got a taste of that, I tried doing a little bit more of it. And then sure enough, as the weeks went by and I doubled down on it, things just started to turn around really fast. And then I dipped my toes into the other things that I mentioned. And then uh, that's when everything came back online. Body was running in all full pistons. It was like, wow, where did this come from? Never expected it. You know, so it was pretty amazing. Wow. So did the Crohn's exacerbate the, the, the sleep um, deprivation or or? Was it's, it the other way around? I mean, it's yeah. a good question. It's like a chicken or egg, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, I think it was a little bit of both. I think genetically I was susceptible to Crohn's, but as they say, your genetics, it loads the gun, but it's the environment that pulls the trigger. And I think it was all that stress I was exposed to and everything that I think really set me off, um, you know, with that. But, you know, looking back, I think it was a blessing in disguise because if, if it wasn't for that, who knows what road it would have went down. Yeah. But, you know, you're talking about a combination of things that a lot of people have. Stress, number one, is a yeah. killer, right? Absolutely. Um, coffee. I love caffeine. Yeah. I love caffeine. I have lots of coffee, but that <laughs> can negatively impact you, right? Um, the There's just so many things that, that impact us we don't even know about. Yeah. And like we talked about earlier, sleep is one of those things that people just kind of push off to the side. Oh, I'll yeah. have plenty of time to sleep later. But it's a snowball effect, right? It's all those things exactly. coming in together that hit you. 
Yeah, it's everything coming in at once. And I usually call them three amigos. We have exercise, we have diet, the foods we put into our body, and then we have sleep. But, you know, a lot of people know, like a personal trainer going to the gym, exercise. We know, like a nutritionist, what diet do we eat? But sleep is that third one that that people are missing. And like you said, people sort of neglect it. It's sort of this thing where we close our eyes, we open our eyes, and then we just get on with our day and we just brush it under the rug. But the thing is, is I would argue sleep is actually the most important between all those things. And it's actually, it actually takes the least amount of work. I mean, we're going to sleep whether we like it or not. You have to drive to the gym, do all those exercises that are uncomfortable with diet. When you make so many changes there, it's like three teaspoons of this, five cups of this. Like people just don't have time for that with their busy lives, especially the high performance of the world. But with sleep, you can just make a few customized tweaks that are tailored to your regime and what you really need. And you can feel so much better. And I've seen people who have Everything's remained the same. We fixed their sleep and they've literally lost 20 pounds within a certain wow. period of time because you increase their metabolism and all these other things um, that go into it. Wow. Yeah. You, you know, you talk about sleep. I mean, I've, I've been sleeping since I was a kid. <laughs> you, like you said, you lay down, you close your eyes, you wake up the next morning and you do whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. I have a tracker also. And it's, it's amazing. You look at it and it says, okay, you got, you know, overall seven and a half hours of sleep, which is not bad. But then you look at it, it's like you had three hours of deep sleep mm-hmm. and four hours of intermittent sleep. Yeah. So just because you're laying down in a dark room with your eyes closed doesn't necessarily mean you're getting that restful sleep. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's a really good point. And it, it's really complex when it comes down to sleep. The very basics are you want to sleep in a cold bedroom. You want to, you know, everything's be as black as possible. Um, and you know, those are kind of the two biggest things and minimizing any external noise that we might be exposed to, but you can get so deep. Um, you know, it really depends with a lot of people and there's a wide range. There's genetic factors that are obviously involved, but some things, you know, is it an issue where they can't fall asleep or is it waking up in the middle of the night, or maybe they think they don't wake up in the middle of the night, but when they wake up, they just don't have any energy and they have to pound back three coffees to just wake up in the morning. And this is all based on our hormones. It's all based on our gut. It's all based on our brain neurotransmitters. Um, you know, our body's ability to detoxify, like all these different things we're exposed to, um, whether or not we have good genetics or bad genetics, doesn't really matter. If we can have a great environment, we can overcome a lot of those limitations and fix sleep in a, a lot of different ways. So that's what you do as a sleep consultant, right? Somebody comes to you, walk me through that process. I'm, I come to you and I say, yeah, you know, everything else is fine, but I'm not getting, I'm, I'm feeling un, uh, uneasy or unrested, right? Yeah. Exactly. So what I, what I always do with people is I run them through a bunch of questionnaires. I ask them questions. And once we identify really on a subjective level, based on their own self-assessment, where those problems might lie, then we start making some adjustments. And then once we do that, usually, excuse me, a program runs about eight weeks long, about two weeks into the program, we see about 50% improvements. Most of the time after that, we're going to start going deeper if they want to go to that extent. And what I do is I do lab testing because I want to combine a subjective approach with an objective approach. So the first thing I do is I mail all my clients an Aura Ring. There's many trackers on the market, but Aura specializes within sleep. It's my favorite. I've used a lot. It's probably the most accurate. Then I can track their sleep from the cloud every single night. And we can see, okay, is it a problem with their deep sleep, their REM sleep, time in bed, uh, body temperature, you know, the heart rate, all these different things with, with recovery as it relates to exercise, as it relates to the food that they're eating and things like that. Once I do that, I'm also going to be sending them about six lab test kits. Um, one's going to be looking at about all their genetics. In total, it's about 700 biomarkers. So we're looking at all their gut for parasites, worms, all these hidden stressors inside of the body, um, the body's ability to detoxify, the body's ability. A lot of people have heavy metals in their body and they may not 
might not realize that um, overall hormone profile. Some people, cortisol is probably the most important one. It gets a bad name because it's known as a stress hormone, but actually cortisol is good for us if it's at the right time. And there's actually a cortisol rhythm throughout the day. So at the beginning of the day, we want our cortisol to be at the highest level. But as, as the day goes on, it slowly progresses downward. And then when we go to sleep, it's at its lowest. And then melatonin, the master sleep hormone, is at its highest. But for a lot of people, that can actually be inverse. So in the morning, there's no cortisol. They don't have any energy. They need to sit back coffee. And then at nighttime, the cortisol is jacked up. And it's no wonder why they can't get to sleep because, you know, they're just all stimulated. But it's amazing when you work with clients and they look at their lab test kits and without them even telling you anything as the practitioner, you can say, do you feel tired kind of in the afternoon, you know, and just say these different things. And they're like, yeah, how did you read my mind? You know, it's just, so a lot of these tests are very telling in terms of what's going on, the thyroid gland, you know, when your body's producing melatonin. And the other really interesting thing too, is none of all the systems inside of our body, they overlap, nothing works in silos. So a lot of conventional medicine, when you go see a doctor, you see a specialist for this, you see a specialist for that, you see a specialist for this, but they never really talk to each other to see like, how could all these things relate to each other? So that's where I kind of come in, look at everything holistically, and then people can get better pretty fast. So now you're not a doctor. That's right. Yeah, okay. I'm not a doctor. You work with all these groups that have these special tests and everything like that, and they help help you with that. How does it's, that work? Yeah, it's a really good question. So I'm the one that interprets all these results, and this is through a lot of certifications that I've taken over the years as well that allows me to do it. What is known as is functional uh, medicine. So I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. Um, so I'm able to look at all that. But I highly encourage if somebody's working with their doctor, I don't replace a doctor. I'm kind of their health coach. They can work with the doctor doing that. But, you know, it's ultimately up to them what they want to do. I come in as that health aid to guide them along their journey. And then do you help connect them to nutritionists and things like that? Or do you work with them on that also? I work with them on that also. Yeah. Yeah. So touching all the pieces there. Nice. Yeah. It'd be nice to have that one person you can go to and say, help me, you know, whatever it is. Right. Exactly. Because yeah. otherwise if your doctor's going, Oh, go to this specialist, go to that specialist, go here, go over there. And like I said, they never talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. They, that's the thing. They, they really run the same test. Them. They run the same test. I've had this test five times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating for a lot of people. And sometimes with conventional medicine, they hit a dead end. And sometimes the end game is taking pills for the rest of your life. But right. what I would argue is why not get to the root cause? Like, why do you, why does that have to happen? It's almost like, it's almost like trees above the ground is all the symptoms. And then if you go deep into the roots, right. those are the root causes. But if you get to those roots, then you can not make those symptoms manifest in the first place. So that's where exactly. I'm yeah. yeah. Well, like you said, it's just putting band-aids on, you know, that's why right. cover yeah. it up? Why hide exactly. it? That's the manifestation of something deeper. Exactly. What is causing yeah. it? Yeah. Interesting. So what about some of your successes? Can you, can you give a couple of Absolutely. Examples? Yeah. So I work with people of all ages and primarily my target audience that I market to is CEOs. But ultimately, I work with everybody because the, the process to better sleep is sort of the same for everybody. It just depends on what stage they're at. Some need more optimization. Some need, some need more just much bigger fixes within their lives. So somebody who is in their 20s, for example, who is an entrepreneur, startup, some of them are making pretty good money traveling the world, you know, as that digital nomad. And they're just looking to improve their performance and they want to, you know, just maximize like every single energy of output that they can throughout the day. Same with when they go to the gym and they want to be able to put on more muscle or if they're female, you know, it's just maintaining a good mood with your clients and all that other stuff. So like a client, I, I work with clients regularly in their twenties. And uh, a big thing that we see with them is usually because they're young, they're not so much like me where, you know, I was in a 
pretty extreme state. But with them, it's all about, look, I'm pretty good. I don't know what I don't know. So I educate them on sleep. We really get their bedroom environment in check. And what we usually, when we do a lot of the testing, we can see some of their hormones are just a little bit on the tank side of things. Um, you know, and just all these other biomarkers that we're looking at. And when we're able to achieve that, they're able to, especially with their REM sleep, a lot of these people seem to be night owls and they stay up until two in the morning. And, you know, they have to, like, they have no other way. And I don't, I'm not a stickler and I don't say, okay, go to bed at 10 PM lights out. I say, let's be realistic and let's adapt. Cause some of these, like they have to go to bed at 2 AM and be up at six. So if we only have four hours, we have to maximize the quality. It's not the quantity so much as the quality. And when I do that with people, um, you know, they're just able to get so much more done. They feel way more attentive throughout the day, better relationship with customers. And a lot of the time they can get an eight hour workday, sometimes done in six hours or five hours because that mental capacity is just on point. And that deep focus especially um, is really important for them. And then you go all the way to the other end of the extreme. I work with people who are more maybe on the retired side, established CEO types. And for them, they have different goals and it depends on what their goals are. For them, it's longevity a lot of the time. I have one person individual uh, in particular, Andre, he was a pre-diabetic, uh, you know, he's having a lot of coffees a day. His wife recently had passed away. Uh, he was just under a lot of stress. I think he was like 60 to 70 pounds overweight on a ton of medication. Then after working with him, you know, he was able to lose upwards of 50 pounds. He's not taking medication anymore. Blood sugar stabilized. Um, and he's just happier than he's ever been. And you just see him bouncing around. It doesn't take too long. Now you can, you can bring the body to a state really quickly if you want to, but you have to be safe about it at the same time. So this is where you have to baby step with people and not make it feel like for them during the day, they're feeling, you know, in an exhausted state. We want to make it where they're thriving every day. And we're putting each, you know, vitality into their body each and every day. Yeah. You didn't get that way overnight. Don't expect yeah, that's it, just it, right? it overnight. Right. Yeah. But what about naps? You hear a lot about the power nap and taking naps during the day and stuff. And I think that's something that you know, as kids growing up, we took a nap in the middle of the day and stuff. And I, I'm really angry <laughs> that we don't get to do that anymore because I think that would help. You just yeah. take a break, let everything kind of calm down a little bit and then get back up and, and get to it. What do, you, yeah. what do you think about naps? Yeah, naps are really good. Um, the ideal time is they're showing the science, scientific literature is between about 23 and 26 minutes. And that's a good time frame. Now that's time you're actually sleeping, not time that you're lying down. Because anything longer than that time, you'll be going to deeper uh, uh, brainwave states, and that can make, actually make you wake up and feel groggy. So if you can do that, that's a really good amount of time to, you know, sort of restore your mental bandwidth and get back to it. And it can also help you learn. They're showing when you take a nap right after or before you learn something, um, when you go and reapply that, it's a lot more applicable. So early days, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you had other jobs out of school and stuff like that. Did you, did you work? I did. Yeah. So once I was out of school, I was uh, doing finance for a period of time. I lived in okay. China for about a year, uh, nice. learned Mandarin along the way. Still, still a little rough right now, but it'll come back. <laughs> and then uh, I went back to Shanghai, worked in kind of their financial district. It was known as Pudong at the time. Okay. And then, yeah, kind of getting after, after that, it was just um, some, a lot of side sales jobs. And then I ended up doing um, copywriting. So that's another thing I do right now. I do copywriting professionally, um, particularly with biotech companies. So a lot of the health and the innovation genetics and all that stuff at the same time. So it's, it's really good. It definitely keeps me busy talking with different kinds of people. But I think the main focus was, especially right now is really that health thing of side of things, yeah. helping people with their sleep at the biotech copy. It's just amazing in biotech. 
the innovations that are coming out with that. You have a lot of venture capitalists that are back in these anti-aging and, you know, potentially cracking the code pretty soon. We'll see what happens, but exciting times to be alive. Absolutely. Like you said, the aura ring and all that stuff. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah. When did you start the sleep consultant? I started the sleep consultant. It's interesting because I didn't formulate the sleep consultant until about four to five years ago. But before that, I was helping people with sleep just locally. It was just friends, friends of friends. And then it just kind of expanded. Then I made a name for myself a little bit locally. Nice. And then I thought, why couldn't I just expand this online? And that's kind of when the digital nomad was coming out and stuff like that. So that's when I put two, two together and that's where um, it kind of took off. Nice, very cool. Um, so we talk about courage on the podcast, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of people, they're in that comfort zone of the nine to five job. They're comfortable there. Somebody else has taken all the risk. Somebody else is, you know, making all the decisions. Um, to step out and do something on your own like this, the sleep consultant, especially something that's a little, for some people, maybe a little out there, right? Where did you find that courage? Where did that come from? I think for me, it was I would I went through so much pain, and I I fell into a deep depression that I would never. I remember at the time thinking back. I would never want my worst enemy to ever go through that pain that I had gone through. And I, I, so I don't know, something happened to me where at that time I was like, I just want to help people with their health as much as I can. Cause I would never want to be in that position again. And I see exactly how much it impacts people. Cause when it happens to you, you know, it, it, it makes the point a lot more solid. So learn that lesson quickly. So when I came out of that, it was just like, wow, sleeping helps so many people. And I think, you know, helping the first couple people in my journey, it really just gave me that confidence skyrocket forward and just the feedback from the environment and you know and when you usually talk to people about sleep like wow i've never heard about sleep before so it's kind of this cool um that's outside of a typical business coach or something like that so it was a lot of fun at the same time absolutely but yeah like we said before you know everybody knows about sleep but they don't really yeah. know sleep yeah. and that's how right. it impacts the body and everything like that so exactly um, do you have any employees working for you or Doing I do. Yeah. Right it's uh, so right now I'm doing it a lot of it virtually. I don't have an, an, um, an in office right now, but I'm in Canada. I'm usually between Ottawa and Vancouver, sometimes Toronto. Uh, but I love to travel too. My brother lives in Hawaii. So just came back from visiting him for five weeks mm. in Maui. We did some helicopter rides and some crazy adventures together. Um, but yeah, I, I do have some employees. Um, I have three employees. So I'm the one that speaks with all my clients directly. And then I have people that help me with setting up appointments, answering emails, some of the marketing piece, but I'm the one that personally creates all my content and stuff like that. But uh, considering how things are going now, we'll have to start expanding the team pretty fast. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so if I was to bump into any of these folks right now and ask them what type of leader you are, yeah, what would they tell me? What kind of leader are you? That's, that's a really good question. Um, I am a, I'm a leader who doesn't micromanage. I would, I have expectations of my employees to do certain things, but I don't micromanage them and stay over their shoulder. As long, I, I tell them, I say, as long as you get your work done, as long as you report to me, maybe once a week, or maybe at the end of the day, any project that you have, that's fine with me. And as long as you're transparent, then, um, you, you know, everything's good at the end of the day. So I would, I would say my style is I'm very authentic. I'm very upfront with people. Um, I'm very friendly at the same time. I want them to feel like they could trust me because um, the more transparency I think that they have and the more that they respect me as a person, the more that they're going to respect the business and, and really give it their all because that's, I think that's the best way to give them intrinsic motivation and not some extrinsic motivation of, you know, paying them more, which, which is only short term and doesn't last too long. Exactly. And so now working with the uh, CEOs and entrepreneurs that you work with now, what do you... 
What are you seeing in them? What what is what is causing a lot of their stress right now? Do you talk to them about that? Absolutely. Yeah. So a lot of them, it's it's how much they're making in their business. They just feel like they can't keep up. Now that we're just sort of coming out of COVID right now. In COVID, it was just, I don't know what's happening in my business. I just can't sleep anymore. A lot of people are on sleep medication. But right now it's kind of the recovery from all of that. And a lot of them are, are in a lot of debt. So I would say debt is a big one for them. But what I tell them is look at it this way. You can approach your problem in a state that is a two out of 10 version of yourself or a state that's a 10 out of 10 version of yourself. And if you can just ignore the negative as bad as it is, it kind of just keep going on with a positive mindset in mind. You're just going to come across better to your customers. You're going to approach the problem better. You'll be more clear minded. I mean, the science shows like our thoughts become our feelings, which becomes our actions. It changes our hormone profile. I mean, just within a few seconds. So if we can monitor that, we can approach things just a lot better that way. And uh, sure enough, it works for a lot of people. Sometimes it just depends how long they've been running on that old software. Yeah. <laughs> and so you say that the, the kind of the setup, your room when you're getting ready to sleep, there's some key things that people can do to, to help, right? What are some of those things they can do? Great question. So the first one is we want to make our bedroom environment temperature as cool as possible. Within a 24 hour period, if we go to bed, let's say around 10 p.m., wake up at 6 a.m., but by 2 or 3 a.m., that's when it's coldest within that 24 hour period. So we want external body temperature that's conducive to that. So that it's about 65 to 68 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, Celsius about 18. Um, the second thing we want to do is want to black out all um, light, block out all light from our bedroom as much as possible. This is a pretty common one a lot of people hear, but some people don't do it enough. Now, in an ideal world, and again, we have to be realistic, is if you were to put your hand in front of your face when you're right before you go to bed, you wouldn't be able to see your hand because it would just be completely pitch black. But you know, that's not realistic for some people unless they have a basement suite somewhere or something. Yeah. So this is what you do. You completely, you get blackout curtains, blocked out as much as you can. You also want to cover all the lights of your electronic devices inside of your bedroom. A lot of people don't realize it, but we actually have these light receptors around our eyes, even when our eyes are closed and it can identify kind of on the subconscious level that lights there, which is actually going to inhibit our melatonin slightly. Um, so that's what you want to do as much as possible. Also, any electronics before we go to bed, we want to reduce that as much as possible. You can do, for example, like the blue light mode on your phone, or you can just wear blue light blocking glasses. And a really good, <laughs> excuse me, resource is called True Dark. They're called the True Dark Twilight Classics. Those are my absolute favorite. Um, they're pretty extreme. They make you look like X-Men from uh, <laughs> with red glasses on. But it depends. You you can get more functional ones that are just more of an orange tint, but these really block out all forms of light. So, uh, you know, it takes a couple of weeks to get used to, but it's more than worth it. And one thing you'll find with that is your, your mind will start getting tired sooner um, than you're used to. And what that's telling you is that's your natural bedtime. But when your mind gets sleepy, we just stay awake longer because all that blue light we're exposed to before bedtime actually keeps us up at night. Wow. Yeah. And I know uh, the nights that, that I don't watch a lot of television or I'm not looking at my Kindle or something like that, reading something on my phone. You're right. It, it I don't know what it does to the brain, but it, it keeps it energized instead of letting it kind of calm down. Right. So exactly. if I can put all that stuff away an hour or so before bed, or even if I put it away and then go in and lay down and just kind of disconnect for a little yeah. while, I feel exactly. like I've, I've rested better. Yeah, that's, that's what most people say. And, and uh, you know, the results speak for themselves once they change their habits, you know, and it's tough. A lot of people before they go to bed, they want to watch Netflix or do something else because it's calming for the brain. 
which is good sometimes, but try listening to an audiobook, lights out, listen to an audiobook, yeah. fall asleep and put it on a timer. And just that change alone, you'll be amazed at the result, amazed at the nice. results. Very cool. Good stuff. All right. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? What's your website? Yes, pretty easy. They can just go to thesleepconsultant.com and they can do a free sleep assessment with me directly. Um, we're going to go through everything. Um, I'll ask them a few questions. And, you know, I have many different forms of paper programs and stuff, but really the goal of mine is just help people in the best way that I can. And that's kind of my mission now. You can also reach out to my email directly, Riley at thesleepconsultant.com. Excellent. All right. I'm going to have all those uh, links in the show notes so people can reach out and get in touch with you and stuff, learn about this because it is so important. And like I said, I don't think people pay attention to their, their sleep pattern as much until it becomes an issue. Exactly. Until it becomes a big yeah. problem, but by then you've already done some damage. So exactly. You know, yeah. Start thinking about it now, Riley. Thank you so much. For coming Thanks, Harlan. For it. It's been great. Absolutely. All right, listeners. Hope you guys were taking a lot of notes, a lot of good information here. Get your sleep in order. Um, I have a tracker. Get a tracker if you need one. Right to start looking at your sleep score and uh, do what you can to improve that. All right, and contact Riley and he'll help you. All right. Um, Share this episode with your family, friends, and colleagues, and stick around because there's always more coming. That's it for me, Coach Harlan, saying so long for now.